Hey everyone, Darren Lake here with Master of Some. Just a quick warning that this episode contains a tiny bit of foul language. So if you have anyone around you that may be offended, please put on earmuffs or headphones or something. Thanks. Enjoy. Break it down to time. You're buying time. Will that extra time that you get in that race make you truly happy? Is it going to be worth that investment of your mental energy, of your your fiat money? And if the answer is no, think again. Welcome to The Master of Some, a podcast about health and fitness um, used as a, as a bit of a metaphor for, for life. I'm your co-host, Phil Cross, here with my good friend, Darren Lake. We're going to move on from the uh, from the goal setting conversation, the meta meta skill that we talked about last episode, and uh, this week Darren and I are going to talk about something dear to our hearts, which is gear, which is gear for endurance sports, gear for triathlon, gear for running, gear for cycling. You might think uh, we're going to go in the direction of ten thousand dollar bikes and and super advanced power meters and having the latest and greatest, but you'll see. We're going to get into it. So we're talking about gear, mm-hmm. right, yep. Phil? All right. Why, why, why are we talking about gear? What, what does gear have to do with the master of some? What does it have to do with, with our core values and our ethos? Oh, bringing it back to our core values and ethos, I think, we, uh, I think we'll wrap, wrap it in that at the end. I think the main reason we're, we're bringing gear to the forefront is it's such a big part for a lot of people of what it means to participate in endurance sport and let's use triathlon as the uh, as the example because that's the geariest sport um, potentially that I think you can you can sort of take part in, in in the endurance sport world bar maybe adventure racing where you're buying canoes and fancy mountain bikes <laughs> and navigation equipment and stuff but triathlon so you got three sports let's start there so you're swimming you need some swim shorts you need goggles you need the fancy goggles of course you need some swim caps ah but the training's not going so well you need pool boys you need paddles you need training aids you need the the dvd box set that teaches you the uh, special catch technique um or you just pay a coach uh 150 dollars a month Oh, you could pay the coach. Yeah. Yep, yep. That's uh, we're gonna we're gonna throw coach in the uh, in the, in the gearbox here as well, um, and and you know that that that's just as you know fins, and then of course there's the wetsuit that you uh, that you race in as well, and you've got to have the latest and greatest with the with the special buoyancy aids in the forearms and the catch panels and all that good stuff, and then you have got the bike. Well, let's not get started on the bike. Is it is it going to be aluminium or carbon? It's going to be 100% carbon, and it's going to be the latest error. The, 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 I mean, unless it's been wind tunnel tested 18 times in 18 different countries, it's not worth riding. <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry to my American listeners. Aluminum. Aluminum, yeah. Sorry, yeah. It's actually two different words. Yeah. Side note, I will digress. Sorry, no, I will not digress on this. There will be a rant. <laughs> the two different words for two different places. So it's aluminum in North America and aluminum in the British, Australian, New Zealand, South Africa region. There you go, everyone. Keep going. British, American, South African, rest of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. Um, or you could be a complete heretic and you could race a triathlon on a steel bike. 
you could do that. There's some fast steel bikes. Out, like, all right, I'm tired of everyone hating on steel. Wait, no, you like steel. I love steel. Yeah, you love steel. I, I was actually about to just, I was, I was about to <laughs> totally like clap back at you. <laughs> all right, sorry. No, no, man. You know I ride steel. Um, steel is I real. Mean, steel is real. So you you need the bike. Of course, you don't just you can't just have your time trial bike. You need a road bike as well. So that's two bikes. Um, which you can spend upwards of ten thousand dollars on if you if you so choose, and then there's the shoes and the helmets and the lycra and the cycle and the rest of the cycling gear and the socks and the lights and the, uh, I mean the the upgrades and you know, of course you need the envy wheels you need, a, and then we get onto the run and you think the run might be simple you know you just need shoes and shorts right no 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 of course you need a run power meter you need the you need the sunglasses <laughs> you're not a triathlete unless you run with a visor because a normal hat isn't cool like uh, anyway you can go down a <laughs> hole basically is that that's what we're saying here you can spend tens of thousands of dollars on gear in a year if you want to as an endurance athlete so this is a big consideration for people getting into the sport and 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 one that puts people off too you know I've had uh, I've had people thinking about getting into triathlon that that, that aren't for this very reason because they think they need to spend this amount of money in order to participate and that's kind of sad so well I mean I'm gonna play the stupid devil's advocate it's not even devil's advocate here we, we won't go to red team but i mean what is what is your answer with this like obviously it's you don't have to spend this correct uh yeah absolutely you can you can uh, you were being sarcastic with all that right yeah 100 percent. i mean that that's the that's the view you could take and that's the view i know a lot of people take and a lot of people i know they they go there and they spend that kind of money but i also know equally uh you know equally fast equally competitive people that are able to to race and participate and do so to a high level on a on a pretty frugal budget so um you know the i guess the to to kind of <laughs> give the uh give the the message of this episode away before the end it's no you don't have to spend tens of thousands of dollars in order to be uh you know competitive at endurance sports so i personally am a frugal ass motherfucker cuz i cuss and we discussed that last episode if you if you did not listen listen to the last episode um i cuss or swear as you Australians say. We swear. We swear. We swear. Yeah. Americans cuss. There we go. We're back on this. kind of like cuss. You like cuss? I like it's cuss. not curse. It's cuss. We curse in the UK. You we curse. curse and swear. We C-U-S-S cuss. Yeah, okay. Anyway, I'm a frugal ass motherfucker. And, you know, I'm not cheap. I used to be cheap. I consider myself frugal. And the thing is that a lot of gear usually is fluff. And it usually is hype and marketing and why not there's a lot of people going well if i'm spending two thousand why not spend three thousand and yep. you actually i find that the gains are are diminishing the, the diminishing returns at that point because you know for basically 50 percent more input which is your money so if you go from two thousand to three thousand for whatever it is usually the bike or the wheels or whatever it is so you you go from two thousand to three thousand fifty percent more and you get maybe, and this has been scientifically data proven, you get what? Let's talk about wheels. You'll get a 3% gain on a 40K time trial. So, yeah, maybe over an Ironman, that's a lot. But from what I've read is the bike positioning. 
So you at six percent, I think. Uh, so it, it could be huge. I mean, yeah. if, you, if you look at the the biggest, chunkiest, least aerodynamic thing on a bike, it's the person riding it. Oh yeah, well, well, um, it's positioning. So going from the road position to the actual aero time trial position, you can get six percent, and that's just a set of fifty dollar used. We're gonna talk frugal. Fifty dollar used on eBay, which is the amount that I paid for my time trial bars, and I still have them five yep. years later. They're awesome. That right there gave me six percent gains for fifty dollars. Brand new, those would have been one hundred and fifty. They're not carbon. They're aluminium uh, profile design T two plus ones, I think. I think those are the ones I raced on for years and years. They're great. Yeah, they're just simple. And then the helmets next, as far as best bang for your buck. So you can get a used time trial helmet. Make sure it's not cracked and doesn't smell weird. Fifty, maybe eighty dollars. I paid ninety from the U.S. Whatever, sue me. It's not. Australian certified, whatever. Don't care. Pay 90 US for a brand new one on Amazon. Phenomenal helmet. Super comfortable. And I got another, you know, I think 2.5%. And then the wheels come in. I think the wheels, but wheels are very expensive. Yep. I built my own wheels. They are actually Chinese carbon. That's a whole other conversation because I'm frugal as fuck. But I built some Chinese carbon wheels. I did not die yet. And they are absolutely fine. So I'd say they're about $700 wheel set with the power meter on them. Yeah, power meter. And I built it myself $700 for some aero carbon wheels. And that gave me another 2%. That was probably more of a bling factor. That was definitely more of a looks to complete the whole aero look. And then there's some other gains. I think your Lycra might, that's been unproven. Oh, I, I don't know about that. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to jump in there and say, I think that's a, that's a big deal. Like there's, there's certain fabrics that have been proven to be way more aerodynamic than, than bare skin. Um, and the, and then certain other fabrics as well. But I, I think, I think way more, it ends up being very small percentages. From my understanding, yeah, I, yeah, I don't, it, I don't, I, I need to look at a computer right now and I don't want to, but from, I've read a few, a few scientifically driven articles that have actually just been like the biggest gain you can get the biggest bang for your buck will be bike positioning so you don't need a time trial bike for sure you get on the arrow bars and your helmet the time trial bike does that so you can getting a time trial bike can get you on your 40k it can get you an extra few minutes on your ironman 180k it can easily get you 15 20 minutes so but you can do that on the cheap end sure on the more frugal end and the swim I've done it personally. These are all personal experiences. I bought a $60 wetsuit on eBay. Didn't know if it would fit me. Fits perfectly. Love that thing. And guess how many times I've fucking worn it in the past five years, Phil? How many times have you worn it in the past five years, Darren? <laughs> well, being in Australia where the water is warm and global warming <laughs> slash uh, climate change is happening. And every last year, Triathlon Australia, Australia decided to drop the wetsuit legal temperature about one and a half degrees. Yep. So every fucking triathlon i've been to except for the ironmans and half ironmans they've all been wetsuit illegal so i haven't even been able to use my wetsuit in most of the races that i've done over the past four years so i'm glad i didn't spend 400 dollars on the damn thing that i've only worn maybe six times my whole life for actual race and that 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 brings on to a a, a, i think a really good point in terms of how many times you're going to use a thing and how much uh you know how many like dollars per mile dollars per per kilometer yeah one of the biggest things I have a not a gripe with. I mean, people can do whatever they want, but it's not something. I'm, it's not the way I'm going to live. Is race wheels? I'm going to buy a set of wheels, and they're usually fancy. Well, they're always fancier than your normal wheels. So you're talking your multi thousand dollar wheel sets that are saved in a in a special lead box and kept safe from 
safe from harm <laughs> yeah. until until race day, which happens a handful of times a year. Just just buy nice wheels, like good wheels. If you want to buy the super fancy wheels and you've got the money to, like more power to you, all good. But just live live them like you know get if if you come to sell them in three years and they've only been ridden 15 times guess what there's going to be the new fancy shit and the kind of person who's going to buy those sorts of wheels wants the wants the new new stuff anyway so the resale value on that stuff is crap buy them and ride them into the ground they're not made of glass like yeah yeah race wheels man exactly the only real the only wheel that's true race wheel um in my opinion is is a disc wheel for yeah, you, a for rear you. disc. I agree, uh, and and they're actually worth the money. You can get some. You can get some like uh, wheel covers, like the the disc wheel I use. I got from uh, from Flow. Yeah, cycling. Which oh, is, yeah. it's basically a wheel cover. I've um, got I got a wheel cover for ninety Australian that I've got. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, and yeah. And, and this is like uh, I, I, you know, the aero profile is basically the same as a disc. Um, it it works really really well. Like I, from a you know from a from a time perspective, I definitely definitely notice the difference. Um, but it cost me. I think five six hundred dollars as opposed to you know you you fork out for a zip one you're on two oh, three yeah. two three grand easy yeah easily easily and and this does tie into my ethos which we we can maybe talk about later or I'll just talk about it now which is uh, sure. fire mm-hmm. which you may hear a lot about throughout the the ten episode series of this at least first season which is financially independent retire early acronym. And I am big on fire. I think Phil is big on it. I'm not going to speak for you. Oh no, I didn't know to call it fire. Um, yeah, I just <laughs> I thought it was just uh, I'm trying to not work for money, and yeah. I want to do what I want to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, but but definitely, when you spell it as financially independent, retire early. That that that's the plan. Um, I just didn't know to call it that before. Yeah, I, before yeah. I talk to you, but yeah, a hundred percent, man. So it, it all, you know, it, it's one of those. All right, am I going to fork over ten thousand dollars? you know, once, and then this may be a conversation for another podcast, but podcast episode, but how many times a year do you race? Racing costs a lot of money. Traveling for races costs a lot of money. I mean, yep. doing most triathlons that you cannot drive to total is going to be anywhere from a thousand to two thousand dollars just for the, the accommodation, the flight, the, the cost of the, the, cause you're not going to do a sprint in Perth. You're yep. going to do a half Ironman, Ironman, that's easily four hundred Australian to eight hundred thousand dollars Australian plus the flight, yep, plus the hotel, plus you just being out and traveling and out at your house, three, all that bullshit three, money. Three grand easy for, yeah. uh, for like I, I did Ironman WA, and between yeah. all of that, yeah, at least at least three grand. Exactly, and, and I was just on getting there and doing it. Yeah, yeah, and and you then go well if I'm spending three grand on this trip, then I might as well get the best wheels, and I might as well get the best this, and it it, it kind of never ends and. You have to, it's like gambling or investing. Like you really have to have a stop point. And just letting you know, I personally, because I'm cheap as fuck and because I'm frugal as fuck, FAF, I, I've always been like, wait, I don't need to spend that much. No. How do I not spend that much? How do I do it my way? And that's actually why I don't race that much. I actually would prefer to do time trials. Yep. I don't like racing triathlons. I just did one three days ago, two days ago, whenever it was. And I've realized why triathlons are a pain in the ass and running races are just so much fucking easier. And oh, man. I'm <laughs> you on the just whole show running. up with the shoes yep. and, you know, maybe a backpack full of shit. 
and you just do your thing. And it's it, triathlons is just I drove down an hour and fifteen minutes to Wollongong, which is an hour and fifteen minutes south of Sydney. And you know, we left at four thirty a.m. I woke up at three forty-five. I got back at two p.m. Had to unpack my bike and all the shit that is in it, and you know, wash out my gear and all. And I'm just like, holy shit! For a two-hour race, I spent like twelve hours doing the damn thing. Oh yeah, almost twelve hours doing the thing. And you gotta don't don't forget to you know I'm not trying to preach to you listeners out there. I'm trying to talk talk with you and preach talk, talk to you. Preach. It, it's your time is you know your time is worth worth money and yep. Like, don't forget about that investment in the time as well as your money. So this has been a long-winded rant. I'm looking at my watch right now, and I'm like, damn, we've been talking for a while. But it can be done. Hit us up if you want to learn more ways of how it can be done. We could give you the 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 step-by-step of how it can be done if you want. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll put that in the show notes. I'll actually just give you an example of what I've done for my races. Phil can give you an example of what he's done. And then you can you know, DIY and hack it for yourself, open source it for yourself, and go from there. Do you have anything to add? Yeah, if if this is something that that resonates with you, if if enough people... Um, out there want to hear about this we can we can do follow-ups we can we can break down the different sports we can we can talk about our, our different approaches and we can we can give you the playbook on how to do this shit on the cheap yeah man let us know okay so we're now going to get into the uh section of the episode that we like to call red team uh if those of you who are unfamiliar with the term red team um, it comes from the military, I think, and it's basically you go hard uh, from an opposition perspective, uh, uh, whatever somebody's argument or point or whatever it might be, um, and they, you know, they defend it. They throw out the counter arguments. So devil's advocate, as, uh, exactly. as some people say, uh, being the asshole. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. But we're stealing the term "red team," and yeah. we're happy about red that. Team. I like that. Um, so I'll start off, Darren. So I want to go as fast as possible, like. Money's no object to me. I got the cash. I'm willing to. You I'm make will, you make 1.4 million dollars a year. I, I make I make 1.4 million dollars a year. Um, I've got no I've got no partner because I train for triathlon all the time. I've got no kids because I hate them. Like I'm I'm gonna drop I'm gonna drop the cash on this on on a on an expensive bike and all the fancy gear. What's wrong with that? Great question. Then you do it because actually you wouldn't be a listener that I give a fuck about. So <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you, like if if that no no to to be real, if that makes you really happy, um, spending a lot of money on brand new gear and that's your thing, and having all that shit as a museum in your garage, as as Australians say, garage, as Americans will say, um, or I don't know, you just like showing people it, you just. You just like new shit. You like unpackaging things and, and A being it. You want to be a DC Rainmaker in your own house. Google him if you don't know who he is. Uh, you want to try out all the new stuff. By all means, do that. And I'm not stopping you because you can get your incremental 0.001% gains that are not measurable. Do that. But I think most people, there's there's diminishing returns. And yep. I would like to feel that or know that most people listening are trying to find that point when, you know, cost hits value the xy axis and then it starts dropping hard and right at that point so yeah a hundred dollars on gear won't give you the return that a thousand dollars will give you but a thousand dollars a gear will probably give you almost the same as two thousand dollars or three thousand dollars worth of gear yeah so that's where like you know um it's like marginal gains at that point and 
that's my answer. I hope that was a great answer, Phil. Yeah. Um, oh man, that. Uh, I mean, you're never going to reach the person who really wants it as long as they're doing it consciously. And just to just to riff on that and, and add on top of it, I think as long as you know and as long as you're you're aware that you're you're buying zero point one seconds on the swim by by spending uh, you know one hundred and fifty dollars on your goggles instead of you know fifteen dollars. You do you. That's all good. Like, but go into it consciously. Yeah. D- don't don't kid yourself into thinking you're you're making yourself a world class swimmer by buying the hundred and fifty dollar goggles. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna actually give you a question that you probably are not ready for, and this might come off Ooh, as awkward. I like it. This do is it. a really good one. So we've been talking about cost, as in dollars and cents. Yeah. So fiat money, as mm. the cryptocurrency has made a, a popular term. You can spend Bitcoin on a bike. It's all good. <laughs> so it's just fiat currency, you know, AUD, USD, whatever the fuck you want. Yep. Uh, Euros, pounds, whoever's listening. How about your time? So I ended up early on in my triathlon career breaking down how long it takes to complete most events. And then I was able to, I'm big on seeing the end result, the conclusion, and then working backwards. And then I said, well, why don't I spend that much time training? Whereas most people go, oh, an hour and a half pool session, hour and a half bike session, hour long run session, sometimes hour and a half long run session, repeat times three, I'm training. And it's like, whoa, whoa, why are you training so much in the fucking water for 14% of your race? That's, this is a question, I'm going to play a hardcore red team. So yeah. this is a question I've always had. Is it worth spending you know a third a third a third on everything or should you partition your time based on your finishing times and how much you want is the investment of time something to take in consideration that's a great question i'm not attacking two different directions please do um so with regards to pure training time there's kind of two ways to look at this one is sharpening your strengths and the other is dealing with your weaknesses so i think having a real solid appraisal of where you are now what you need to work on and what the path is to um to getting where you need to be in order to achieve the result you want to achieve and this i suppose this kind of goes back to to episode one which you can go back and check out if you haven't listened but having a having a clear idea of what you need to do in order to achieve whatever outcome goal you've set in terms of behavioral goals um is uh is very very important so for somebody who is a just say they're english and they're an absolutely atrocious swimmer that's everyone that is not born in australia by the way yeah i got so here just the, fyi <laughs> i got here the first thing i did was a swimming race because it was in sydney uh sydney harbor by the by the opera house and it was oh, like they don't do that anymore but yeah <laughs> yeah it was like it was like week one of being in australia and i was like oh that sounds like a cool idea and yeah. i and I, I i just i came in like it like embarrassingly <laughs> like just, anyway um but yeah, I mean, if that if you're a if you're a gun biker and a gun a gun runner, and your goal is to to qualify for for Kona or you know the World Championships, and your swim is your absolute limiter, I'd say I'd say spend the time there, even if it's a you know it's a comparatively short portion of the race. If you're coming out ten minutes behind the lead guys and you're just killing yourself on the bike to catch up with them, and then your run suffers because of that, I'd say the time invested in the swim is is absolutely worth it. If you're a killer swimmer, then then no, like <laughs> like absolutely not. So I'd say the proportion of uh, of time spent 
um, training for each discipline should be proportional to the work you need to do. Um, I'm going to take it in a slightly different direction very, very quickly as well. And just bear, just just talk to the time invested. And, and you've made a great point in terms of it, you know, a whole race day is 12 hours. And, and what could you be doing with that time? What could you be doing with the time you spend researching and looking up all of that fancy equipment you're spending your money on as well? Because if you're dropping serious coin on something, you're going to check out all the options. So you will be on DC Rainmaker looking at the. You're, you're reading all the, <laughs> the you're comparison re- grids and graphs and all that. 100%. You're reading all the reviews. And look, I've been there and I've done that. Like, and I've, I've got, gone deep on a, on a product I wanted to buy. And and it's fucking exhausting. Like I've spent I've spent a week agonizing over which you know which which watch to buy or which power meter to get, and and you know that's that's something to consider as well. So man, I, I love the question. I think that's that's something that people could overlook. I'm big on ending things with actionable tasks. I think a lot of people talk the talk, very few people walk the walk. There's a lot of blah, 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 and then no one does shit. And I'm like, yo, what are we doing? What, what are we actually physically going to do? So I'll throw it at you, Mr. Phil Cross. Mm. What are some actual tasks that you can take away from our conversation today or what have you done or whatever? Take, take it how you, you will. I think the, the biggest thing I want to leave people with is how much of a difference is this going to actually make to your day, to your race, to the thing you're training for? If you're a mid-pack athlete, even if you're the first third of the field or you're the last third of the field, it, it doesn't matter. Is five minutes, which is what you're going to gain if you spend several thousand dollars, you, you might get five minutes on a half Ironman or an Ironman. Is that going to make you happy? Is that going to really change your experience of the day? If, it's, if the answer is yes rock on you spend that cash if the answer's no think about whether you need to so it's more of a more of a kind of high level in inventory thing we could get super tactical here but will break it down to time you're buying time will that extra time that you get in that race make you truly happy is it going to be worth that investment of your mental energy of your your fiat money and if the answer's no think again that's that's actually a really good point that i i can give an example i I just raced three days ago my race results i haven't looked at my official i know my strava watch results and two of the three were pretty good um the bike was really good the swim was uh, better than i've done but not as good as i wanted Mm -hmm. uh, or had been training towards and the run was a bit slower but there was a couple of caveats thrown in there hills hotness soreness i wasn't ready for and throughout it i was able to question why the hell i was doing it and i was like why am i doing this i knew going into it i wouldn't win it was one of the most competitive ones probably in australia most competitive olympic distance standard distance triathlons a lot of people do it so you get big guns out there um i knew there was no way i was gonna get my, my goal since i started was to get in top 10 in any any event get top 10 overall or top three in my age group and i actually said four years ago that would then allow me to buy the nice time trial bike i now have i built up the nice time trial bike because i'm frugal as fuck and i built one up really cheap and i have you know uh, bicycle mechanic skills and just general hustling skills to get on the internet 
And funny enough, I now have that bike, so I don't really have a reason. But in the back of my head, I'm still like, I got to get top 10 overall and top three in my age group. And I haven't done that yet in, in a race. Mm. I got really close in January. So I actually don't have a strong enough why. And yep. I then was like, I don't enjoy this racing. So I don't think I'm going to race as much as I have been. And I don't even race that much to begin with. No. I, actually, I do about two triathlons a year. And maybe two running races a year, and maybe you throw in a random bike race, like a, a, a cyclocross race. So I race five, six times a year. It's once every two months. And I'm actually like, I like the time trials because they're very, they're very sterile in a, in a good sense. They're mm. very clean. I, I know the conditions. I can see myself getting better. If I only used this triathlon as a barometer for how fit I am, I would have thought that I felt that I was less fit than I was two years ago. When in mm. actuality, I'm the physically most fit I've ever been. I have the most muscle mass I've ever had, the least body fat. Yep. I look the best I've ever looked mm. at 36 years old. I'm the fastest I've ever been at cycling, swimming, and running based on my time trials. And if I were to use this race, this expensive-ass race that I trained for for basically 30 weeks as my only barometer, I would think that what's the point? So I'm excited to do more time trials. I'm excited to get back in the, the system and the, the, the Wednesdays at 5.30 a.m. wake-up times to do – what do I do on Wednesdays? Uh, what do I do on Wednesdays? I don't even know. Tuesdays, <laughs> Tuesdays is uh, run. Wednesdays is bike. Yeah. So you know, 5.30 a.m. for my easy to moderate bike ride and to get back into my schedule and my grind and you know, for a long-winded kind of actionable task. That allowed me to zoom out and see everything and go – I'm excited to just get better on a daily basis. The racing shit, I'm just not that good to be winning races. I'm I'm better than most people. I'm above average, but I'm not that good to be winning races. You know what? I don't give a fuck because racing's a pain in the ass. So I don't get off on it. And all the gear and all that doesn't matter. All you people out there that are listening, we want to know what are you guys? What are you guys doing? What do you guys spend your money on? Is it worth it for you? Do you have anything to add to it? No, man. That was uh that was a great story. That that really wraps it up. I love it. Was that a Darren Lake, everyone? Darren, Darren, Darren Lake. Darren, Darren Lake. Lake. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Cool, man. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for listening. And we're going to hit you with the transition into the outro credits for Phil Cross. Okay, there you have it. Another episode of The Master of Some. Make sure you subscribe, make sure you rate, make sure you comment. If you want to get in touch with us, if you've got anything to say, please email talksomeshit at themasterofsome.com uh, and you can hit us up on pretty much all the usual social channels you'd expect to find a uh, fine upstanding podcast like ours on. And we'll see you next time. I'm going to leave you with the sounds of uh, ARIA award-winning mu- musician Mr. Darren Lake on the way out. Um, enjoy.
Thank you.